Welcome to another episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. I just want her to miss me. We are going to be talking about the science of scarcity on this podcast. Oftentimes I will hear someone say, well, I want her to miss me or I want her to wonder about me. Um, What we really want to do is use this idea of scarcity to draw someone to us, whether it's our girlfriend, our wife, our ex-girlfriend, our wife who may be wanting to pull away from us. What we can do is if we understand the science and mechanics of scarcity and we can use it and implement it correctly, it can be used as a very good tool to draw someone to us like a magnet. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about why that is the case. All right, so we're going to go through four um, specific things so that we can have a better understanding of what scarcity is and how behaviors, how we're behaving in order to make scarcity, scarcity an effective tool because it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It has to be done with a holistic set of behaviors. And we're going to talk about what that is. Number three, we're going to talk about the contextual situations in which you want to be thinking about using scarcity to draw someone towards you because context matters, context impacts or influences how neurotransmitters affect our body and mind, how they make more, and people just can't kind of figure out why that is the case. Um, What we want to do here is understand scarcity from a psychological and a physiological Um, sense so we can make some sense of it. So first of all, here's a definition of scarcity. This is from Jack Brem, a noted psychologist who's done a a fair amount of work on scarcity. What he says is that whenever a choice or a freedom is threatened, it's taken away, the need to retain this freedom makes us desire it more, more than previously. So when we have an increasing scarcity and it interferes with our prior access to something, we react against it, this interference, by wanting to possess it more. So this basically means that if I've had access to something or I think I have access to something and then it becomes constricted, I will react against that by wanting it more. So that's the the psychological um, understanding of scarcity. Let's take a look a little bit deeper from a physiological um, notion here. How does scarcity work on the body? Why does it make us feel this way? Well, it turns out that expectations and dopamine are inextricably linked and intertwined together. What this means is that if I have an expectation that is met or exceeded, Generally speaking, my dopamine will increase. And if my dopamine increases, I feel good. It's a reward. I go to a concert that I've been looking forward to. It exceeds my expectations. My dopamine is increased. If I have an expectation that isn't met, generally speaking, I don't get that dopamine rush. I get a drop in dopamine. 
and I feel a loss and I want it more. I want that dopamine rush more because I didn't get it. That's how it works. So if I'm expecting my girlfriend to come over um, tonight for dinner and I'm looking forward to it and then she calls and tells me she can't make it, something has come up, she's working late, not gonna get home late. I f I'm disappointed, I feel a loss. My dopamine has dropped and I want it more, so I crave it. That is how it works on the body. So if we execute and we use um, scenarios which bring into play scarcity, basically what happens is that our bodies experience a loss. We feel a drop in dopamine, and that drop makes us want something more. So that's how it works. And from the laws of how our body works and neurotransmitters, that is the way it happens. So we know we can use this as a tool. Okay, let's talk about some of the behaviors that are required to make uh, scarcity work effectively. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. It has to be done in a holistic sense along with everything else we do. So, if I am behaving in positive ways, ways that make my girlfriend, my wife, my partner, my ex that I'm trying to get back, make ways that make them feel safe, accepted, trusted, respected, um, ways that are making me attractive to her, and then I use scarcity, it's going to be much more effective than if I am doing negative behaviors. So for example, if I'm doing things to make my partner angry or upset or stressed or anxious, it will inhibit the effectiveness of any scarcity that I use and implement. If I'm constantly asking her questions or if I'm probing, or if I'm asking if she's been going out on dates, or if I'm asking her if she's happy with this new guy she's dating, it will inhibit and decrease the effectiveness of any scarcity mechanisms that I use. Why? Because she has anger towards me. She's mad. She has resentment toward me. It's gonna cloud everything else that I do. That anger will outweigh the scarcity that I put into effect and thus it will negate its usefulness. So what we wanna do is be really, really, really smart, really, really cunning in terms of how we use these things. That requires control over our emotions, of course. So let's just go through a scenario A and B to demonstrate this. I'm going to invite my um, ex-girlfriend. We've been friendly and talking, we've been broken up, but we're working to reunite. I'm gonna invite her to lunch next week. And what I'm gonna say is, I'm just gonna text her and say, hey, maybe we can, maybe we can meet for lunch next week if, if that works for you. And she says, yeah, sure, we can probably do that. I think, I think that'll work. I don't mention a specific day, I just kinda of throw it out there as a general statement, makes it harder for her to decline because we don't have a specific day. And so she says yes right now and then she can always cancel later. Um, okay. So now Monday comes, I've asked her the last week, Monday comes, and, and this Monday comes, I text her and I say, hey, um, this is scenario A, by the way, I say, hey, would it be okay if we move lunch to next week, not this week, because it looks like I'm gonna be really busy with a lot of client work, and I would be really appreciate that if we could do it. So I'm asking nicely, I've given her advance notice about canceling, 
I'm not doing things that would make her feel that I have ill intentions towards her. Am I being polite and conscientious and considerate of her schedule? And because I'm asking, what do, you, what do you think she's going to say? She's going to say, yeah, well, sure, of course, we can do lunch next week. In that scenario, I have, what? Restricted her access to having lunch with me. I've taken it away from her. She may not have wanted to go to that lunch, but now that I've taken it away, because we're understanding how scarcity works from a psychological and a physiological perspective, she's gonna wanna have that lunch more. I've increased the value of it. Let's go through scenario B now. So in scenario B, I invite her to lunch. I say, hey, can we go to lunch maybe next week if that would work for your schedule? And she says, yeah, sure, I think that'll work. And then Monday comes, I don't say anything. Uh, Tuesday comes and I just say, I can't do lunch this week. I'm gonna have to make it next week. So how do you think she feels in scenario B? Well, she probably thinks, wow, he's like, really being inconsiderate of me, what a jerk. And she probably just says, yeah, that's okay, that's fine. But she's seething underneath and then she probably doesn't wanna do lunch next week. So you can see what happens in this situation. If my behaviors are negative, it will inhibit and impede any scarcity that I use. My partner, the person that I'm trying to use um, scarcity on has to feel that I am considerate, that I have their best intentions in mind. Otherwise, it will negate the effect of scarcity. So you can see in that example, how we behave and how we use our behaviors has a major impact on whether any methods or scenarios in which you use scarcity will be effective or not. Okay, so we must be behaving in positive ways that make our partner feel safe, accepted, um, happy, non-stressed, non-anxious, respected, um, and then I'm behaving in attractive ways. Okay, let's go on to point three. When should scarcity be used? When should we use it in terms of the evolution or where we're at in the relationship stage? So let's just go through some examples. Example A, I've been with my partner for several years and she has broken up with me and she has a lot of anger and resentment towards me because during the relationship I wasn't always respectful of her. Um, I treated her with, I didn't treat her with proper consideration. Um, I did things that were perhaps mean to her, so she's got anger towards me. She's not happy anymore. She breaks up with me. Now, should I use, should I try to use scarcity as a tool to draw her to me at that point? Not really, maybe I do in some ways, but not in a major way. Um, what she needs to see from me, first and foremost, is that I have an understanding of what I've done wrong, that I'm accountable for what I've done wrong, that I actually have true remorse and I feel bad that I've hurt her. And I need to serve some level of self-imposed penance or punishment so that she can see that I know what I've done wrong. After a period of time has gone by, and she's seen this, and let's just assume that we've had interacted with each other since the breakup, and I've gotten her to a point where her anger is less, she has seen that I understand the errors of my way, then after some time has gone by and her overall emotional state is getting more positive from a negative standpoint, 
then I can start to use scarcity more effectively. So you always want to think about the context of a situation in which you are planning to use scarcity. When things are really full of turmoil and really negative, um, you want to think about moving and not doing scarcity scenarios at that point. You want to settle things in a little bit. Serve your penance, serve your punishment. Let her see that you know what you've done wrong. Then as time has gone by, you're behaving in positive ways. You start to implement some scenarios using scarcity and we'll talk about what those are. Let's go through another context, another scenario. Say that I have been needy in the relationship and I've overwhelmed my girlfriend and she's broken up with me because of it. Well, she's not, she doesn't have anger towards me from, from the sense that I've hurt her. Um, but she's feeling negative about me, you know, she's like feeling like she's wasted her time and she's feeling kind of dis disgusted with me. Now in this situation, I, be well, because I've been needy anyways, I have to look at ways to restrict how I interact with her. Because obviously if I'm initiating messages and texting her and doing a bunch of things, um, it's probably going to just reinforce the fact that I'm a needy man and she doesn't want to be with me. So I want to look at ways to become more scarce and more high value to attract her to me, a combination of those things. But anyways, always think about the contextual situation in which you are um, before you think about how you're going to interact scarcity. Um, Obviously, scarcity and, and being higher value and restricting the, your partner's access to you all come into play. It's just the level at which you do it. All right, so let's go on to number four now. Let's just talk about different ways that you can enact scarcity. Well, first and foremost is I can delay my response times on text messages or phone calls. If in the past I was always um, replying to my partner's text messages right away, what I want to do is over time lengthen those out. Um, I don't want to go from answering her text messages right away to delaying them for two days because that's an extreme behavior change. What I want to do is change my behaviors a little bit at a time. So if I've been always answering her text messages right away, I start to take a longer time when I'm answering her messages, right? And I might be explaining what's going on. Hey, she texts me, I message her back an hour and a half later. Hey, we just had a, had a lunch meeting, how are you doing? Again, do I need to explain to her that I've had a lunch meeting? No, but what I want to do is I want to signal to her that I'm not resentful or spiteful or upset with her in any way. So I'm explaining to her, I'm being transparent and open so that she does not think that I'm quote unquote playing games. Because if she thinks I'm playing games, like we talked about earlier, the impact of any scarcity scenarios that I use will be far less effective. Um, if I'm normally initiating a certain number of texts, I can reduce how I initiate text. So for example, if I had been texting her and initiating messages um, every other day, I might skip another day. So I might message her today and then skip tomorrow, skip the next day, and then message her the next day after. Or if I had been messaging her every morning at 9 a.m., 
I might change my behavior so tomorrow I don't message her tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Maybe I'll wait till the afternoon or maybe I'll wait to see if she'll message me. So I can mix things up. I can make myself less available to her in those ways. Um, I can become much busier in terms of my schedule and I can telegraph that, those things and signal those things to her and lay a foundation. Um, the week is coming up, I might mention to her, depending upon how much we're talking to each other, of course, that my schedule's gonna be really busy this week. I got a lot of client activity going on, um, things are busy, a lot of lunch meetings, after work meetings, and that um, it's just gonna be a busier week. So I'm telegraphing things to her so that when things get busy, I'm less available to her. And at the same time, she feels my, my value because my status is increasing because I'm busy with work and I'm doing things and I'm excelling. That gives her the feeling that he could get away. Things are going really good for him. He's exceeding. And because he's exceeding and his status is rising, he has more options. And that makes her feel a little bit insecure along with the scarcity that I'm using. Um, we talked about scheduling things. So you can schedule things and then cancel nicely, right? Once you get her to agree to it, like we did with the lunch example, I can throw a lunch out there and as long as I cancel in a way that is considerate, respectful and nice to my partner, um, it's a good chance that the scarcity scenario that I've implemented will be effective. So those are just some examples of how you can implement scarcity. The more creative you are, um, and the more you're thinking about this, the more you will spot opportunities to use scarcity. So we know from a physiological um, perspective that scarcity, expectations, and dopamine go hand in hand. Anytime my partner's expectations are not met, if I'm using scarcity as a mechanism and I'm incorporating positive behaviors with it, it can have a very positive effect in creating draw and attraction towards me. So we know we can use scarcity as a tool to increase attraction. Now, if you're, I've often had some guys say things like, well, I'm just not gonna play games. I'm just, I'm not playing games. I'm not doing these silly things. And that's fine. Um, just remember, um, the greatest military strategists and generals all throughout history were also some of the most devious and cunning people to have ever lived. People such as Hannibal Barca, Scipio Africanus, Napoleon, Odysseus from the Iliad, of course, who invented the Trojan horse and tricked the Trojans into opening their gates and letting that horse inside the gates. Then some Greek soldiers who were hiding in the, uh, the horse, not altogether honorable, right? Snuck out, opened the gates, and the Greeks, of course, slaughtered all the Trojans. So um, the greatest generals in history were also the most cunning. If you want to be successful, in relationships, you must understand human behaviors and why people feel specific emotions that we do. And that's what we're talking about on this podcast. Using scarcity is a tool or method which derives from human behaviors and why we feel specific emotions. So just remember that. 
Remember the story of the wolf spiders too that we've talked about on another podcast and what it takes to be a successful wolf spider. Must be smart and cunning and play the evolutionary game of survival. All right, so there we have it. That's how you use scarcity as a tool to draw attraction. And I want to thank every one of you for listening to this episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.